0: So we're going to welcome everybody to the Kiara's Podcast with the Spirituality. I am joined with Alec and Kirsten, and we're going to be talking about some very interesting topics, uh, mostly talking about our past and how it applies to now, and then also about um, some cute little secrets that we'll talk about a little bit later with education stuff. But my first thing was, um, so Alec and I just reconnected. Which was really weird.
1: Yeah, recently. We were going to try and catch up, you know, what we were talking two, three weeks ago, and then you just happened to be up in Anthem when we were up there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we had a great conversation there, and now we're about to have another great conversation for your guests. And, yeah, we're looking forward to it.
0: We decided to do a whole, I think it's called charcuterie board. If I didn't butcher that, if I did, I apologize. (laughs) And, um, we're just having wine and chilling with some music and my kitty cat, so if you hear my cat in the background, I apologize ahead of time. She's crazy.
1: Currently eating my <laughs> laces, <laughs> The ten points it's to right. you.
0: Yes, right. She's a nice cat. Yes, yeah, so she's a Siamese for all you cat lovers out there, and if you don't like cats, that's too bad. Um... The biggest thing that I wanted to check in with is when we did reconnect, I thought about the past couple of years, because Alec and I have known each other since when?
1: 2017 or 2018, I would say. Yeah,
0: and it was back when I was working at Starbucks. Do you remember what you were doing?
1: that point in time, it was like pre-learning experience, so that was a little bit after uh, one of the lowest, lower points in my life where... Uh, or 16 years old was, you know, dealing with some depression, anxiety, and uh, actually got kicked out of my parents' house. Uh, they gave me away to DCS, but had a mentor uh, who had, you know, granted me access to live with him, and, um, you know, I remember you were working there, and I would show up there every every day at 9.30 a.m. for coffee. We'd do a keto coffee with I think, which was the light roast at Starbucks at the time.
0: Oh my gosh, you were hanging out with Jason.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Basil too. I remember we would come there with Basil sometimes, and um, yeah, that's where we had first met, and I guess our relationship just blossomed. I mean, I was enlightened earlier that, you know, at that point in time, my character wasn't seen or portrayed correctly, um, but, you know, that's, I guess, as a young man. (laughs)
0: as a young man yeah i remember um so i mentioned this in a different podcast but i'll bring it up again i am not a judgmental person by any nature i just uh get these little like feelings if i feel comfortable with someone and i remember that i enjoyed you because you remind me a lot of a um like a werewolf or like like a wolf energetically and I thought that was fascinating, but then um, as you mentioned being a young man, there were some behavioral things that I didn't quite um, enjoy or catch up on. So That uh, changed though because we had a conversation. We, um, you were hanging out with Jason and I remember something happened between you guys. There was like a disconnect or something and I had mentioned to you that I did not enjoy him and you asked me why. And I remember telling you because I felt like he was a bad influence for you. <laughs> and that's when our friendship actually started because we actually talked it out. Do you remember yeah, that?
1: I do. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was like at the front table at uh, the North Starbucks and we talked it over. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's usually when disagreements come and you like, you start a conversation about it. Like that's usually when friendships do well. You know, that's where that's where growth is made because you actually have a conversation. Both people put down their egos and, you know, they put those aside and they, they talk through it. Um, yeah, so, and you had some stuff going on back then that, uh, I mean, our relationship wasn't there where it might be now. But, you know, you had gone through some things and then you had moved up here, you know, right? Like, it wasn't too far, too far off from, you know, Sedona. Or you moved up to Sedona after that.
0: Yeah. I also remember you. So when we were talking, as I was telling you about um, Jason, you asked me about my friends and you had asked me like if it was healthy because you saw how sad I was. And I didn't think that anybody would notice. And I remember telling you like I was going through this whole thing where I felt disassociated from my friends and um, family and you asked me why I'm hanging out with those people. Like what's my why with it, right? You were always about what's your why? And I didn't know. I didn't have a good answer for it. I just told you like what I was going through and uh, being a little bit vulnerable with you. And then you opened up about your vulnerabilities and we really connected on that level. So that was a really good moment, I think.
1: And that's, what that's why what you know, we're trying to do here with Project y, you know, later down the road and like that's the main question in my opinion, uh, is, like, why with everything, right? Like, why are you hanging out with certain people? Why are you, you know, intaking certain things? Why are you, why starts with everything? Why should be the first thing you ask yourself in any endeavor with any decision? And just a simple question like that might have put you onto something, you know, a whole different path into where you are now, into where we're both sitting here reconnecting and, you know, I don't believe in, you know, circumst- or like circumstances or coincidences, right? Like things happen for a reason and you showed up that night in the state that you were in and, you know, we had the conversation that we had at AMP and now we're here, right?
0: Right. And it was cool. So that's kind of what sparked this particular episode of the podcast. Um, we were connecting about what the current standings are with um, our environment, the situation going on in life. And we really were wanting to kind of branch out and just have that conversation, see where each other were at. I think we were kind of testing each other's like, I don't know, standing or like belief on what, what's going on in our world right now. And then I got to meet your uh, fiance for the very first time. And I really wanted to um, ask you guys before we get into the deep shit, <laughs> deep diving, yeah. um, about your guys' relationship and how that's impacted you.
1: Yeah, so, well, I'll kind of bring, like, the audience back up to where we're at now, but um, after you had left, you know, I'd continued my development as an athlete in baseball and uh, was living with a bartender, or, like, a, with uh, where I was bartending at, I was living with the owner at that bar, and...
0: Um and this is back when I moved a couple of years ago, yeah? Yeah,
1: correct. Yeah. I think this was, like, 2019. Yeah, and um, 2019 and i was like on tinder obviously doing the same stuff as like a you know 19 year old would and but at the same time i also knew that where i was at currently in my life i was going to need to like throw away like the player mindset and actually like move forward with like a d- you know deep relationship like a cause
0: bachelor
1: I, yeah <laughs> yeah cuz like as like where i'm trying to go i I'd rather hustle in my 20s and party in my 30s and 40s rather than, like, do it all backwards, right? And, like, party in your early 20s, you know, late 20s, and then try and figure it out when you're 40. Right. right, I see that all the time. And, uh, but with that being the case, you have to throw some other things aside. And, like, being that playboy athlete, which I could have been, and, like, that's who you had seen, and that's what a lot of other people had seen, you know, I had to kind of check myself, and I was, and I put, you know, I mean, what was it that was in my Tinder bio that was so outlandish that...
2: It was. The thing that caught my eye was, um, like, I'm looking for somebody to leave a legacy with.
0: Aww.
2: And, like, when I was on Tinder and I was, um, like, looking, I was kind of a lost soul anyway. Like, I had gone through my own stuff. I went through like a substance abuse issue and, um, I, I don't know, I guess body dysmorphia for a lack of a better
0: word. Same. Yeah. Like. I think that's natural for people yeah, our age.
2: Yeah, right? Like just in the society standard that we live in, being a young girl is difficult. Um. So I was trying to find my own direction and i found this guy online who was like let's start a legacy like let's do something big and i was like okay well i'm down for that i was like i want to help the world and like i believe that i'm supposed to do something big on this earth and like my family wasn't supportive and they were very um religious in their viewpoints in the sense of like i'm only going to believe one thing and this is the way that it is which i don't believe it all I think there's way more to it and that that just really resonated with me I was like okay like you're young do it now or you're not gonna do it right so it was either I was gonna go off and do my own thing or I was gonna see how it worked with this guy and it ended up working out really well and here
0: we sit with you today like on the cusp of big things it's so weird you guys can't see me dying but if you saw me on the other side of the mic I'm dying because like I don't know like there's this sincerity that I feel so much for Alec because of our like our relation like what we related to each other and how we like kind of helped each other in like really big moments in both of our lives and like to see him with Kirsten is like or Kirsten I want to say your name properly how do you say it Kirsten, Kirsten. Yeah. um and like see them glowing and like see how beautiful she is and like actually see that it's spectacular so all of you people out there this is not an ad for tinder but you can find somebody <laughs> that there are
2: good things on tinder you just have to sifle through all the bullshit that's it
0: <laughs> um so it's wonderful to sit with them and, and especially her and i want to know like because of what you were talking about with, like, the, the image and, like, with the woman's image, we were talking about the age difference between you guys. So, she's actually in my age bracket. We're in the same uh, generation, whereas Alec is actually in my sister's generation, and they're just after us. So, it's, like, how has your guys' relationship helped empower you?
2: Well, it was kind of interesting, because, like, when we first met, like, Alec actually lied about his age, And, like, that was kind of a weird thing because, like, he had to, he showed me his ID and he was like, oh, I was actually born in 1999. And I was like, is this a joke? And he was like, no. And, like, the whole night we, like, connected. I had no idea. So it's like at that point I was like, okay, are you going to let this superficial thing matter or, like, you know you connected with somebody's soul, so what's the difference? You know, like... And it was just wild because I really thought we went to a bar. First of all, was the bar that he worked at. And he was like, oh, I'm not going to get a drink, like all this and that. I thought nothing of it. I was like, oh, he's going to drive later. Like he's smart. Like he <laughs> not knowing that they knew that he was underage and he actually couldn't drink. But like at this point, I don't really see like the age gap. Like, there are just some things, like, culturally that, like, I know and he doesn't, but that also came from, like, economic status, and, like, I grew up in a single-family household and Alec did not, so that also is a difference, but I don't think that's, like, related to age in any way, and, like, in the sense of souls, like, what does age really matter, you
0: know? I feel like that topic in particular is something I definitely want to delve into with more partners in the future, because... There's a lot of, you know, even for me, like, I, in my preference, right, if I were to go based off of what you were literally just talking about, I would want someone either older than me or my age, but what if that spectacular human is younger than me? Am I going to let that get in the way?
2: Like, that's what I always thought. I always looked for guys that were either older than me or my age, and most of the time, even the people that were my age seemed immature. And I was like, okay, like, this is just not working, and then the people that were older, like, you could tell the gap – as to why they were looking for people that were younger so like it's really just who the person is like the age no matter what like does it matter like their maturity depends on what they've gone through in their life and their belief system I believe
0: and that's pretty spectacular too I kind of wanted to branch into what she's saying into um, like talking about Alex's profession Um, his focus is actually in his athleticism. So if you want to talk about what sport you do and why and all that.
1: Yeah, so I've been playing baseball for almost 15 years now, maybe 16 years um, since I was like 4 or 5. I'm 21 now. Um, When you and I had first met, like I just dropped out of high school and was um, having the opportunity to go walk on (coughs) at Phoenix College. I redshirted there. And then had an opportunity uh, to train at a place called Fuel Factory Sports. And from there, I've just, you know, had my career blossom. Played at uh, Barstow Community College in 2019, 2020. And then, as we all know, COVID-19 <laughs> happened in March. And, you know, then we came back to Arizona. And I've just been training there and uh, really developing my game. But, you know, I... With that all being said, that wouldn't have been done without this amazing woman to my right um, because, you know, she's worn the pants. She's known like as a student athlete, and I put that in quotations. Um, you know, there's certain things that you have to devote time to. She wore the pants in the relationship and, you know, to assume that responsibility. Well, um, you know, I've been doing this thing through the college experience, and then COVID hit, and on the athletic side um professionally they got rid of um 35 rounds and they pushed back a whole bunch of talent and just where I was at and where you know in my life I just wasn't going to do it through the college route so this last year I've gone and uh you know got rid of my college eligibility and just gone the professional route so I've actually had an opportunity to go play this summer in a couple of locations and you know things are paying off uh, but that wouldn't be for me not understanding where we were at last year in 2020 because I knew a lot of guys that you know either sat on their hands or looked at this with a very pessimistic view as you know this isn't any you know endeavor but you know that pessimistic view where the world was ending if I'd gone through that I probably wouldn't be in the position I'm at now.
0: Um. I feel like that is a big deal like what you just mentioned because i want to recap i want to talk about like what i was going through exactly the same time last year like right when it was happening i remember i was at the house and i was in sedona and sedona i don't know a few people know but sedona is it's not as hippy dippy as it looks there's a lot of really enlightened spiritual people there So there is the hippy-dippy people and then there's these people that are very just intelligent and they're kind of, uh, they've gone through the shadow work and the stuff that they had to work on and develop. So the community has an array of really intelligent, enlightened people. And when it happened, I looked at my, (laughs) the mic hit me, it's okay. I looked at my roommate and I was like, do you think that they're going to shut everything down? And it was the day before they did the shutdown. And I looked at her, I was like... Do you really think that they're going to shut everything down? And she said, you know, if they are, then we have to be ready. So at least just, you know, go and get food, go get money. Like, make sure you have your stuff set aside just, just in case, right? And emotionally, I didn't feel fear as much as I felt excited. Because, like, was this going to be a wake up? Were people actually going to look and see, like, what if it did shut down? is there going to be a wake-up?
1: Well, and it's so funny that you kind of bring that up to where um, is this going to be a wake-up? I remember telling the guys on the field the day uh, something came out about COVID-19, and they were all like, oh, it's uh, the corona, coronavirus this, right? And they were doing all the beer stuff, and I said, guys, this is just a distraction. Like, we have a job to do here, which is be, you know, student-athletes. Like, let's focus on that, and, like, let's focus on what we can control now. And they're like, oh, you know, this, that, and the other. But I think that's what this thing has been the entire time is a distraction. Um, No matter what your views are on the actual virus, um, if you've been staying home right now, you should have been getting better rather than, you know, getting into the – you know, fear side of things and going, you know, with the narrative, you had an opportunity to really grow yourself. And that being the case, like, people didn't utilize that. And I know a lot of people that didn't utilize that and let the pessimistic mindset, you know, overcome them, um, and let, you know, the news cycle and the narrative dictate their life. And it's it's sad to see, um, because I see it amongst my peers, I see it amongst players um young players to where due to circumstances they have to make certain decisions um on you know there that's something that might affect their life for the rest of time
0: I think also like there was this desire for people to get uh either more fit or to stay stay at home and um kind of take care of your family because there was a lot of issues i remember seeing that there was a lot of um at home issues where like if you had abusive family members then the abuse rates went up because people had to face their shit right
1: yes alcoholism went up domestic violence numbers went up assault numbers went up and divorce numbers, went up. Divorce like numbers. People
2: realizing that like hey this person that I'm supposed to be like deeply connected to we actually have nothing in common at all because we had to sit at home slow down and look at it yeah yeah and like they're working in the same vicinity and now they're like hold on why am I here and like people are rethinking their lives when it was just so easy to go through the cycle before you were forced to stop and like Even that, it was really easy. Just with the technology that we have today, like you can find anything you want online. You can scroll through Facebook. You can avoid, avoid, avoid. And it's just so easy to be distracted even if you're not following along. Because I know a ton of people that like preach like, oh, I don't watch the news. It's like, okay, well, you still scroll through Facebook and get your news that way, right? Like it's just a different
0: paradigm. Were you taking a little nibble and drink a break? Drink
1: break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, a refill. Doing the refill. <laughs> no, and I think what you're talking about too, um, having to look in the mirror was something that was hilarious between Alec and I because that's what sparked our friendship, right? And we had to literally sit down and address, like, oh, are we are we dealing with our shit do we have any justification for what you know you said what's your why and I think that your words definitely came up because I remember looking at your feed and seeing you um like posting a couple things about like your sport or what you were doing um and we actually we did message like a year or two ago right we said hi and you're like where are you and I said Sedona still and you do you want to hang out or whatever it was something like a year or two ago something like that
1: yeah and there was yeah it was it had to have been when we got back to where I was just trying to check in and see where you were at amongst all this craziness right to be honest with you uh, but yeah I mean that's th- this last year has been probably one of the most fortunate times because we had this opportunity to be with some of the best in the sport, as well as some of the best minds in the cannabis industry and in the you know yeah, business. Cannabis is
0: now legal in a lot of states. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. Well, and I've been a big proponent of cannabis um since I've known him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where it's helped with like post-traumatic stress disorder, being in the house that I lived in, and what I had to you know go through growing up, as well as like ADHD issues and just not being all over the place and just being able to. like focus a little bit that was
0: our big one of our big discussions when we first met too we were talking about um different uh natural things like we talked about mushrooms we had talked about even unnatural but like a natural chemical in our body we talked about dmt we talked about all that stuff and i remember you were you weren't advocating it you were just telling me about it because i i had some Uh, resistance to knowing and being a part of it but then as soon as our conversation sparked and we talked about it I researched the shit out of DMT and what um, other hallucinogenics do to the body and how they affect you and stuff like that and it sparked my interest in Sedona because in Sedona there's a huge population of People who advocate for cannabis, people who advocate for mushrooms, um, ayahuasca, cavo, if you've heard of cavo with mm-hmm. the tree frog, um, all of that stuff. And I wanted to know why why people were into that, who were spiritual practitioners, who were teachers, who were gurus. Why were they interested in those things? So I thought it was an interesting thing.
1: It's super interesting. And when we saw, or when I saw, what was it, uh, organ Washington, when they passed the first any kind of like legislation uh, for um, recreational or medical uh, mushroom use um, and psilocybin, <coughs> medical, yeah. Um, either way, now we're like we're opening up pu- newer possibilities and you know to get away from you know pharmaceuticals and stuff like that and really try and see you know how can you know the human body uh, you know
0: benefit.
2: benefit something that grows in the ground because like some people need an extra push to help them to
0: see that
2: other side or like a more spiritual or energetic side of themselves
0: or relax them or not be afraid or and like for me like I was telling Alec I've never tried anything personally I even did a podcast earlier if you guys watched my podcast about DMT um, we were talking about their experience. I've never tried any of those things. So when I listen and, and learn and hear about it, seeing that some people are so afraid that that actually helps them. Like that's that's a great thing. Like if you're so scared, but you have something that helps you get over those fears and maybe that's your stepping stone or your entryway, like that's a non-judgmental thing. Like that's how you did it. That's your. That's how you got into it. And like, I feel like, spirituality doesn't have any right or wrong way like how you get into your personal information and your beliefs that's you that's all you so it's great to to see the different perspectives of all that
1: and and with me with you know with cannabis and you know etc it was always like how do I use this as a a tool and not a toy and um, you know I would take notes and uh, you know, as a <coughs> as an athlete, it would help me recover. You know, sleep better. You know, the full nine there. But I think with uh, with medical, you know, psilocybin, we might be able to find different answers and just different thought processes when it comes to um, medicinal ways to like, you know, what are we? We're talking about PTSD smoking
0: anxiety uh, depression anxiety,
1: yeah and this is you know these numbers have just spiked in the last year
0: i wanted to ask you i don't know if you know the answer to this but it's something that came up while we were talking um do you know people who are in the college life right now and do you know how they're being affected um as far as like COVID is concerned
1: i mean again with COVID, i mean they're able to play with sports they want to play um they're all online um which is intriguing Um, and what's happening in the young, you know, schools, like in high school and stuff like that is like, if they are on, you know, in, in class, they're all wearing masks. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate to, uh, you know, understand where the high schoolers are coming from. And, you know, it's just sad to see, um, their thought process on other people, you know? And, uh, you know, I had to deal with participation trophies growing up. Same. And
0: those soccer, uh, good job yeah. <laughs> trophies, yeah. yeah.
1: And like, we, we, you know, what, wh- whether it be like our family or our upbringing, you know, we obviously knew those were bullshit, and you know, we understood what winning and success is, and you know, we strive for excellence, and you know, that's why we're doing the things that we're doing now. But it, I just don't see that across the board, and now for the ne- what, I think this might be the next iteration because. I just don't see any data that supports wearing a mask helps. What I do see that supports that is people not understand like not having social skills, not understand like you don't see the face. Like there's a reason Islam covers women's face. There's a reason for that
0: yeah it's their definite religious background in their beliefs and their deities and that's why it'd be interesting to see like with that premise right i don't know where um i have a very strong opinion about the mass that don't need to be explored but um talking about that just from the psychological standpoint um i wish there was a way for especially that heart-wrenching moment of those young babies you know they're little kids in middle school and like They don't get to play, they don't get to touch, they don't get to push each other on the playground, they don't get to play games or touch each other's toys and hang out and stuff, and that to me is a little heart-wrenching,
2: you know? Or even have, like, relationship with teachers. Because now teachers are afraid that a kindergartner that really likes them is going to give them COVID, right? Right. And, like, I remember when I was in school, I had teachers that I really enjoyed. And whenever I'd see them, I'd give them a hug. And it was... Or an apple yeah. or a candy. Yeah, and it was, like, it was a sweet thing. Like, it wasn't weird for you to go up to another adult and have that relationship. Because yeah. it really taught you that, like, hey, you can go talk to another authoritarian figure that isn't your parent. And listen to them and have a connection with them. And they can teach you something. And it's not just what your parents say. And that's the part that scares me is that now everyone is so scared to talk about their viewpoints because they don't want. Feedback. Yeah, they don't (laughs) want feedback or they don't want someone in the background just saying like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, well, you don't
0: believe what I've been hearing about. So automatically you should be ostracized. I've noticed that, like, friends have also been, like, unfriending their friends or they've been blocking each other's posts. For viewpoints instead of
2: having a valid conversation of why do you feel that way.
0: And we don't have to. That's the biggest thing. Okay, like, if I can get you guys to understand the biggest thing, Alec and I, we come from two different worlds, okay? He's a sports guy. He uh, has both of his parents. They're very powerful, like, influencers in his life and um he has a sister and just a totally different world whereas like I literally have been on my own since I was like 12 um my connection to my family is quite aloof and I've always been super spiritual never into sports or anything so for us to have agreements or disagreements it's never seen as something of like oh you're you're shit like I don't want to hear what you have to say it's always like okay how can we talk through this and work through this like with his viewpoint on hallucinogenics yeah, I didn't try it and I didn't believe in it, but I wasn't going to shut him out just because it wasn't something I agreed with. I wanted to hear his viewpoint.
1: Well, and that's where, like, our friendship blossomed from, where it was, like, my conduct as a young, you know, man and, you know, the, the <laughs> Starbucks, you know, hitting on all the baristas, this, that, and the other. and <laughs> <coughs> You called <laughs> <coughs> call me out on it uh. and we talked about it, but, like, you didn't like me, right? And, like, that's fine. But then we talked about it, and now, like, look at where we're at. We are yeah.
2: able to be an adult and have a conversation. And, like, you even found common ground as people that don't necessarily have the same background. I was dying on like the floor,
0: by the way. <laughs>
2: Continue. I mean, like, I think that's all we're searching for, and that's why so many people feel so lost is because they can't feel that connection. When, like, really, if you just tried to have a conversation with somebody, like, maybe it would surprise you yeah. as
0: to what goes on. And, like, also just having a chance to see a different perspective, right? It's that there's this scientific ideology of the it, which is one person, one thought, one world, one thing, right? We, I promise you, you would get so bored if you lived in that kind of world where nobody... Questions your thoughts. Nobody has a conversation with you about a different perspective. Nobody everyone challenges you. the
2: same thing. Everyone walks the same way. Right. Everyone's the same version of the same person. And it's just and a geek
0: cutter. I don't want to live in a world like that. Me
2: neither. Because <laughs> like literally you're right. That would be so boring. Because if you had nobody to challenge your intellect with, how would you ever learn anything? Or grow. Right. And yeah. like understand a different perspective because everyone's grown into what they know and everyone goes through their own circumstance. Like your worst thing is only the worst thing that's ever happened to you and that's all you can really understand and you can have empathy towards other people but you really don't understand until you talk to somebody and listen to where they came from and why they think the way that they think because there is a reason for that like everyone has that thing that they've gone through even if it's whatever the smallest thing is which I mean like that's not fair to say because whatever your biggest thing is is your biggest thing right
0: and also like when we were talking about like your why which is funny because it's literally alex been saying this for so long but i thought about that for me like when i was younger i didn't want other people to experience pain i didn't want them to go through uh the same stuff that i went through but then i realized and it took a while, but then I realized going into the spiritual path, the shit that hurts you, that like destroys you, that challenges you, that breaks you, if you walk away from that and you get up and you keep going like Spider-Man, every time he gets knocked down, he gets right back up, you will become this most amazing, most dynamic, multifaceted being that people will just love you because you're substantial, you have meaning, you have power, And I want that with my friends and with the world.
2: Right. Right. And even like if you're having that like strong pain, like sometimes you just need to live it and then keep moving forward because like don't wallow in it. But if you're needing to work through something and figure it out, like you're having that feeling for a reason and that's something that you should live through.
1: And like to, to live through it I think as well Like live through it but like add more because it whenever it seems like whenever I broke through anything in my life it was always because I backed myself into a corner and put more on my shoulders like more responsibility but we're not teaching like that's not being taught nowadays you know what I'm saying like where I get that from are like first off online mentors and like you know, in 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 person mentors, like Andy Frisella, like the seventy five Hard program, like I'll definitely like link that through this. Like that, it's the five simplest tasks. Like you drink you gotta drink a gallon of water a day, can't drink any alcohol, stick to a diet, two workouts a day, one has to be outside, one has to be inside, and uh what's the other one? Take a progress. Oh, take a progress oh no, and then ten pages you gotta read pages. You gotta read 10 pages of a book. And, like, they're the five, like, most simplest tasks, but, like, I try and run that program when shit is hard. Because, like, you try and add those five tasks. You gotta go outside. You gotta go for a run, a walk, whatever it is for 45 minutes or workout outside. And then you gotta go and run, you know, do a workout inside. But when you back yourself into a corner, like, there's no other way out. You burn the bridges, right? Like, I think there's a post on my feed where I tell the story about Napoleon, like he brings these, you know, all of his men to this island and uh, it's like the odds are like, you know, it's 300 to one. So for every one, you know, of Napoleon's men, there's 300 on this island and Napoleon fucking like burns the bridges or burns the boats so they can't, no one can escape, no one can retreat. Like plan, plan A or die, plan A or die. And it's like, how are you going to make plan A work? But (laughs) most people, they haven't even found their plan A and that's okay. But like, you have to like, if you want to do something big and you want to be something like of importance, you have to like solve the biggest problems, right? That's something that I've been trying to do. That's something that, you know, Kirsten wanted to do. And like, that's why we're together. That's why, you know we're engaged, like, that's, you know, like, we're trying to do big things, but, like, you have to have that kind of awareness, and then go search for it, go search for some answers, and then go take action, and then when you take action, make it massive action, because, like, changes in nature, right, like, they're explosive, they're not slow changing, like, they happen quickly, they happen fast, and, like, you just need to run with it, run with that momentum, like, that's a baseball thing, too, Right. Like whoever's got the most momentum in their dugout is most likely going to win the game. But when that momentum switches, you have to see who's going to hold on to that. Right. And you can either let life have the momentum over you or you have momentum over life. But you have that choice. There's no one else but your choice. I
0: think the biggest thing, too, that we talk about in spirituality is the accountability factor. There's a lot of people right now who aren't even taking accountability for some of these thoughts and it's not that any one person is right or wrong, it's just a matter of like are you going to take accountability for not only your choices but your actions and what you're doing and where you want to go and for people to put blame or excuse on everything else that's happening around them instead of looking in the mirror and saying I'm a part of the problem. That to me is something that I try to do every day now since I've learned that because yeah when I was younger I'm sure like there's some people who fucking hate my guts I promise you I bet they do and it's not that I was a bad person it's just that I didn't take accountability for what I did or what choices I made and I want to take that accountability now I want to own all aspects of myself good and bad.
2: Right, and, like, that comes down to, like, when you're a kid, it's easy to blow it off as circumstance and, like, oh, well, this is what I grew up in, like, this is how I was raised. But, like, at some point you have to break that generational mold because it's been going on forever in your family, and if you just keep letting it continue, your kids are going to suffer the same thing that you did, and their kids will suffer the same thing that they did. And it just keeps going and, like, eventually gets worse because, like, then it's just inbreded into your DNA at that point. And, like, I'm not going to say it's easy work because it's not. Like, you seriously have to sit there and argue with demons that are your ancestors' demons. They're not even yours. And it's not fair. But somebody has to do it. And if that's going to give a better opportunity for my children and their children after that, Like, why not do it? Like, what else? What's the alternative, right? Like, you could either sit down, have instant gratification for the rest of your life. And screw up
0: your family lineage. Right,
2: right. And maybe wake up when you're 40 and decide, like, oh, I wasted 20 years of my life. Or just
0: do do the work
2: now. now, And, like, I'm not saying it's not something you're going to struggle with always, because it is. Like, you'll always have to fight those demons. But the more that you interact with them the easier it is for you to understand where you came from and why your habits are the way that you are. And it's easier for you to teach that to your children and not just let, well, my mom did it to me, so I'm going to do it to you. Or my dad did it to me, so I'm going to do it to you.
0: With this reflection, too, about what we're talking about with, like, um, school, education, and then our connections with everybody, um, our friendships, are, you know, us even just reconnecting. I think that the opportunity becomes more prevalent with we are deciding to take action by actually talking right now. Like we don't have to do this. We could literally just shut off and do our own world and do our own stuff that we were already planning on doing. But actually having the, the time made to try and get this out so people can see like you're not the only one thinking this way. I bet whoever's, you know, listening, you guys are solely aligned to what we're talking about. Like, this is what we're talking about. And it's a conversation maybe you want to have with your family or yourself or your friend or your peers. But once you decide to actually look in the mirror and take this account and be like, okay, who am I? and Where am I at right now? Do I want to work on my mental health? Do I want to work on my emotional health, my physical health, my spiritual health? Or do I want to go deeper than that? Have I done the work already? How can I share that work with the others around me? You know, I think that those are good standpoints and little baby steps every day. Like, that's important. I know for me, I wake (laughs) up, I make sure I change, I make sure I do my laundry, I make sure I eat food, I make sure that I complete, like, maybe one task or if I can complete more, I'll complete more tasks, but I try to do the baby steps. Like, that's the process.
1: I, I love that you use the word... A process. I mean, that's something that we use, you know, in athletics and baseball, you know, it's, you know, a campaign in our relationship. Yeah, all the time. It's a process. Um, It's not supposed to be easy. um, But having some like guideposts and some, um, you know, like some trap, you know, like the Markers. markers to like, you know, so you're going in the right direction. So You know, kind of what I've learned over my experience over the last, you know, almost 22 years now. um, You know, the first thing you have to do is audit your self-talk. You know, audit where is your head at, Um, and that that's a hard thing to do. But you have to be able to separate the thoughts that are coming in because they're just thoughts, and what you are saying to yourself, right? So you have, almost like the cartoons, right, where you have, like, the the devil and the angel on your shoulders, right? Like, both of those are talking to you, and you have to figure out which one you want to listen to more. Um. And where the
2: voices came from, too, because usually what you're thinking in your head is things that you've been told from a very young age. So it could have been either your parents that told you this, your friends, your teachers, like whoever it is, like you have to under like consciously think about where that came from and where it resonated. And something that I've found that helps is thinking about like an age where your inner child lives. Because that's usually where you're you need the most of something. Whatever it is. Affection, validation, love, support, whatever it is, like you as a child needed that and you didn't receive it and that goes into what your inner voice is telling you
1: which then brings us right into our next one which would be audit your major influences so Kirsten talked about your teachers your parents those major influences who are you listening more often than not when do you get the most emotionally charged um, after a conversation that will be a good in you know or what are you watching and you get emotionally charged are you reading right like we're a lot of us are on our phones nowadays are we spending a lot of time on our facebook or instagram tiktok whatever that is and <clears throat> what kind of information is being plugged in uh, to our minds right because we have uh, and you know kiara and you know i'm taking it your audience understands the difference between the brain and the mind and the uh, conscious and the unconscious and all of that those I mean, you can
0: elaborate a
1: little bit. Sure, those emotional planes, yeah. And this is kind of where I get into you know, a little bit deeper aspect of, um, you know, as an athlete, a lot of guys don't talk about this, but this is where we get into, you know, th- the real root of success in anything. Um, but in athletics, it's, you know, something that's a little bit more tangible. But when you can work through these things in a game that's consisted all around failure, if I go three for ten, You know, if I hit 300, you know, that's a Hall of Fame career. Um, And I failed seven out of ten times. Um, And that's the game that I'm playing. So once you can kind of understand those things that hold you back, the way that you get in your own way, right? A lot of people talk about, like, oh, I just need to get out of my own way. Well, that comes with those first two things, you know. First, you're those two, you know, the angel and the devil, you know, your, your inner critic. Um, and then your major influences, what are you, you know, consuming? Um, and then to move through that, like once you've understood those two things and you kind of have a grasp of that, you can kind of start working on where you want to start moving forward to. And that would be understanding your why. And, you know, one thing or a couple things that I can give your audience would be, you know, what could you do for 10 years, not make a dime doing it and still have content or like still be happy, right? Like... The obituary. So, all right. So, Kirsten, Kirsten really resonated with. Like, when you, when
2: somebody goes to your funeral, what do you want them to say about you? Like, what do you want your family to say about you? What do you want your friends to say about you? What do you want your accomplishments to be? And, like, that was something, because, like, it's hard to sit there and think, like, okay, I'm at my own funeral. I'm literally dead. What do I want people to remember me for?
1: Think about being dead because like that's not something we talk you put about
2: yourself there because like you won't really get to that point and really resonate until you like literally visualize like i'm dead i'm not here
1: you're about to be six feet under understand like these people are about to walk up to a podium with all your well yeah with all with your children your current children your future children your grandchildren. They're all there.
0: Or your friends or Wh- your colleagues. Y- yeah.
1: Whoever it is. Uh, and I want you to, like, you need to emotionally charge yourself and really put yourself in this experience because we don't do this. We, currently, right now in our society, we're trying to coddle everyone. Like, stop coddling yourself.
0: I uh, come from a very Hispanic background with my family, and they always say, get <laughs> over it. And I'm not joking. My mom used to say it. My grandma says it to this day. Um, it's not something that's supposed to be like a, a, a slap to the face. It's more of like a wake up call. Like what are the things that are really making you feel this low or like beat to be coddled? Right. So I love that, that you guys brought this whole thing up because it's like, it's a really good topic, especially with the mind.
1: And to, yeah, to that point, like working through that, your mind, right? Like it's in there, whatever desires, aspirations you have, like they're within you for a reason. And you have to like feed those, um, but you have to be honest with yourself. It's so like you have to have those, you know, those. You have to be honest with yourself with those first two things, and you know that third thing as well. Like, what do you want to be said at your obituary? What could you do for ten years not make it a dime doing it and still be happy? Like I think that's a Warren Buffett quote. But if you can find those things and then put the effort into it, like we, you are right now. The spirituality side and, like, talking about having these kind of conversations, you've done the work. You've invested the money in the microphones, the computer, the programs to produce this, right? Like, you've invested that. You've put those votes out into the universe. Your karma is going, like, no, no, this is something. Right now, this is the game we're playing is with the dollar, right? So we're playing that game. You're trying to move and position yourself in a certain way so that you become the next leader in that most people, there's a lot of people that have a lot of great information that could really contribute to your show that aren't, they don't want to speak out because they might be shy.
0: So speak up, damn
1: it. Yeah, so speak up. Like, people want to hear about it. You know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, that goes for me as well. Like, to where, like, my story is, like, very, I wouldn't say unique, but, like, might be troubling to some and to, like, where I've gotten to.
2: It's not unique. It's just not talked about. And that's what makes it, like, taboo in a sense is that it's not talked about because, like, it happens more and more, like, um, alcohol abuse in the household or parental abuse, um, physical or emotional because, like, I'm familiar with the emotional and, like, I don't mean that unconsciously and consciously because like your parents do to you like what we were just talking about like the generational wounds like they only know what they knew better so that's our job is to learn better for our children and like I think that plays into um, what Alec was talking about how um, you need to find like your purpose and that isn't in the sense of like putting yourself into a box That's like, oh, well, I'm this way or I'm that way. Like, oh, I'm white. I'm a woman. I'm five foot two. Like, I'm a tiny girl. Like, to me, that doesn't matter. Like, before, a lot of people would tell me that all the time. They're like, oh, well, you're so small. You're this, you're that, whatever. But, like, in the end, it doesn't matter. Like, it all matters what's in your soul and what's in your heart. And once you can clear yourself of those titles or those stigmas that society holds on you or the boxes that you put yourself into, you can really find what your soul is really trying to tell you to do because you're really just put into this body as a way to navigate this world, to breathe this earth. Like if your soul was just meandering along the world, you wouldn't be able to be noticed or whatever. You're put in this body for a reason. So listen to what your soul is telling you and use the vessel that you're given.
1: To that point, like Kirsten was talking about, these boxes. And I respect everyone's viewpoints and how they feel and how they feel they need to express themselves. Their
2: identity and all that, but, but the identity goes into the boxes.
1: They're the boxes, so th- this is the way that I try and make it a visual representation so we all know where our third eye is right and we all know if you
0: don't know it's it's between your eyes either in the, the forehead or above the forehead yeah
1: yeah so right in between like above your nose bridge and you just take a line up through there but we also know the, temples? the temples, temples yeah and the temples are like a soft spot like there's people that have died like off of blanks right just the explosion of like pretending to shoot themselves they've died exactly. through that. But it's open there, and I think it's kind of intriguing that it's very similar to the same line that the third eye is. And I <coughs> had this experience one time where um, I, b- I saw every time I'd put myself into a specific box, whether that be I'm a baseball player, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm this, I'm, I'm a male. I'm a bachelor. I'm a, str- I'm a bachelor, I'm a straight male, I'm a player, <laughs> whatever, th- whatever that b- – whatever that box is right i that line right of that energy that that first uh uh, chakra right of where the third eye or i guess that would be the second chakra. it's actually
0: the sixth but it's okay keep going six
1: backwards excuse me yeah yeah so the sixth chakra and the seventh is the is the crown right so with that being the case the crown that halo that um what are the uh people that can see the aura what is that called
0: um, usually it's just people who could see auras. I don't know what they're called. I guess oh. empaths can sometimes see it, but okay. it's, it's just an aura reader. Oh, an yeah. aura
1: reader, right? So like, but I think when you're most, when the aura is the most strong, right, mm-hmm. is when you as a human, first off, are not fragmented. So you're very honest, you're truthful. But second of all, you don't put yourself into these boxes, right? Like every time you put yourself into this box, you're further cementing your meat suit onto this reality
2: yourself to only this reality which like I when I said before about how um, like my family was religious and they only believed one way was the way that it was supposed to be and I don't believe that way that's what I mean in the sense that there are multiple stories going on in the universe and it's not just one plane or the next and that's what when we say like cement yourself in a box it's just further putting yourself into this reality and being more malleable to what's happening within the world because we're all souls in a body and where we live is now determined based off of whoever's in control and the more that you control your identity, the more that you let whoever that person is, whether it's an entity or an idea or if it's really a person, whoever it is for you because... Granted, wherever you live depends on that. Um, that's kind of where. I'm so sorry. I lost my train of thought.
0: I, I definitely think also just going back into what she's saying. Um, the specific thing is that uh, y- depending on how you carve your reality. If you choose to be connected to yourself. And you choose to. Uh, not put yourself in these boxes that you guys are talking about and you're just embodying all of who you are, no matter what you were given, you know, by by your parents, by, you know, coming through the womb. Um, I think that it's an amazing thing that you can carve your reality. You can make things your life. You can change things. You can alter things that happen in your life instead of going with what everybody else is doing or going with an ideology or a concept that you guys were talking about
2: and life happens for us not to us yeah something that like when I heard it always stuck in my brain and whenever I would get into like a victim mindset because like I've had um like sexual abuse in my past I've had um abuse. I have had, like, a multitude of things where I was just trying to cloud my brain and hide from the things that I was feeling. We were talking
0: about body dysmorphia, yeah, too. Yeah, that yeah,
2: that, too. And, like, it would all just play into this idea of, like, oh, well, you're this, so you have to be that. Everyone thinks you're this, so you have to be that. No, thank you. And it <laughs> just really, like, it hurt me. So, like, the fact that I was trying to hide all this, and then once I finally, like... I mean I guess it was like psychedelics that kind of helped me come to spirituality but I really started to study like Buddhism and like being one with the self and like I don't necessarily believe that like life is suffering which I believe it is if you let it but the suffering is a teaching and it's only suffering until you let it not be suffering anymore because life's whatever you take from it right so if you're suffering from something that's your paradigm and these are concepts for sure right definitely and if you take out of that like oh well I'm suffering because I needed to learn this like how you were saying you were basically alone since you were 12 like that was me when I was 16 like I still had the luxury of living at my mother's house um, and I didn't have to pay rent but as far as everything else I had to support myself and whatever I wanted to do was dependent on me and me alone And that was where I kind of had to like, okay, well, you can either keep going through this flow and feel like you're literally dying all the time. Because like every time I would take a drug or I would not eat or whatever, like I would either sleep for an abundance amount of time because I was happy when I slept. And then when I would take drugs, I would like just mindfully like go out of this reality But once I could finally, like, step out of that and, like, really feel my emotions, because, like, before, like, I felt too many things. I would feel, like, sadness. I would feel empathy for other people. And I, same thing that you were saying, like, I didn't want other people to suffer. And, like, if I suffered, I felt that. If my family suffered, I felt
0: that. And I just felt like it was all on me. Right. We take accountability for all that because we feel it so strongly. Right. And, like,
2: once I could finally step out of that box and, like, realize, like, hey, you can help people not suffer through helping yourself not suffer. Yeah. That was, like, a big change for me because I was like, you seriously don't have to feel other people's emotions for them. Deal with your own and you can deal with others. And, like, that's kind of where my biggest, like, shift was, I would say. And it kind of was like a like a one-year shift where I was like, okay, not a lot of people are su- supporting me through what I go through. Like, I'm either going to do this or I'm going to fall back into what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you either do this and you get to what your purpose is supposed to be or you die because like that's what I felt like like I felt like I was dying all the time
0: and I think it's a really big thing to um honor too like the fact also like thank you for talking about all that because like that stuff is like what I want people to hear you know like there is this there's this different sides and different perspectives of all the same conversation we all have these vulnerabilities we all have these issues we all have you know our own Take and flow on all this stuff and it's more so like how are you going to show up after you notice and take that into consideration do you you say you want to help the world right like do you really like how are you going to do that what do you want to do for that you know and i think that you guys honor that especially like for you and alec and myself and i'm sure some of the people who are listening i'm sure they honor it in their own way but if you're not showing up and you want to take those baby steps to look in the mirror you know it only takes a moment to be like okay you know i'm not in a good place i'm not in a good place emotionally i'm not in a good place mentally um i was beat up i was abused you know especially with covid like i'm sure it's brought out uh some pretty apparent issues that people need to look and at a
2: lot of fear and it's like if you can consciously figure that out where it's like i feel these things for a reason like i'm in pain i'm this i'm that like help yourself first because you see everyone else around you that's suffering. And the only way that you can help them get out is if you get out and then even then they still have to consciously decide to get out of that themselves.
1: Yeah. Like to uh, that, that point, I hope I can either add like the jock perspective on that. Um, so that either, you know, some new listeners come into this or I can have your audience just laugh at me a little bit and have a, a little funny joke about it. But if you guys know who like Arnold Schwarzenegger is or whatever, you can go to like a Sylvester Stallone, like The Rock or The Rock, right? Like they're uh, that that when they're down and out, right, they, they've got the stack of bills on their on their uh, kitchen table and they're just cracking full eggs into a blender <laughs> And they're just like going at it, right? Like, and it's that montage, like, that can be you. Like, that's a Joe Rogan thing. You guys look up, like,
2: yeah, like, you can,
1: that can be you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all visual creatures. Like, we all like going and watching movies for a reason or watching TV shows or whatever it is. Like, whatever that montage is for you, like, that can be you. It's just a mindset, it's how you, how you, like, tell the story in your head. But, like, the longer you put yourself in this, like, weak, vulnerable, like, I I don't want to say vulnerable in a bad state, but, like, vulnerable victim. Yeah, like. like It's where you consider
2: yourself, like, oh, woe (sighs) is me. My life is so hard. Everything is, like, oh, feel bad for me. When. Like when you feel like that, you just want sympathy from the world and you want people to coddle you and make you feel better
0: about your circumstances. It's okay to feel that way though. Just, just don't don't make it a consistent thing.
2: Right. And it's okay to feel like in that moment, but then consciously like, okay, for a second you can sit there and wallow in yourself. But then after that thought is over, you have to say, okay, how am I going to move past this? What am I going to do to not make myself be a victim? because somebody like took advantage of me right like if the world took advantage of you whatever it is what are you gonna do to move forward because that's all life is is a learning point from that if you sit there and say like oh well my life is hard I'm just gonna let this be my downfall then you didn't grow and learn from the circumstance and like I think that's the biggest thing as to getting to the next point is like this didn't work out so what's next And that isn't always, like, changing career fields, if you will. It's just what's the next fork that I go down on the road? Like, where is it that I go next? Because this way, I tried this, it didn't work, now let's go down this way.
0: Um, It's definitely uh, important to honor when you are in those feelings, like she had mentioned. It it really is. Like, you definitely need, because I know some of you people that are listening, probably feel like you know it really has been hard I really did go through shit I lost my kid or I lost my marriage or I almost killed myself or you know lots of things that people go through like there's a lot of pain there's a lot of abuse it's not it's not a bad thing you definitely can feel those feelings but what she's trying to say too is just how are you going to show up after you you know are aware of that the awareness is number one and then after that how are you going to show up
2: And it's not uncommon, like you're not alone. And I think that's the biggest thing that you can take away from this is like even if you are sitting in that victim mindset and you need to reach out and find somebody, there are people that have felt that before. There are people that have gone through your circumstances in that sense before. And there are people that have gotten out. So like if there's something that you're really wanting to pursue, Google it. Honestly, there might be somebody online that you find that does the same thing you do and you find inspiration in the way that they talk about things. Or if you look up, like, I don't want to push, I mean, like, if you're just getting started out, motivation is a good thing, like, to look up. But at some point, I feel like motivation comes within you and what we were talking about, your purpose and your drive
1: motivation Kirsten's a thousand percent correct when she co- like when she said like motivation in the beginning like you need that your brain you've been so down on yourself you've been a victim um, in your own head you haven't really been a victim that's just how you framed your story and that's it's okay like yeah you might have wasted some time don't be mad at yourself if you are use that to fuel your fire Go, like, just look up motivation videos. Like, if you want to be a, you know, businesswoman, right? Or spiritual leader. Spiritual leader motivation. YouTube and Google, like, outside of their censoring thing, like, they're pretty good platforms. Okay? And if we use them correctly, use them as a tool, not a toy, right? And you utilize them correctly, like, it can be really beneficial. That's what got me into the spiritual side of things was YouTube. I don't know what I looked up, but one day I got into like the law of attraction
0: um number one by the way
1: yeah and th- but this is my one thing about law of attraction it's not the oprah winfrey like close your eyes and uh s- visualize a million dollar check on your or million dollars on your you know sofa or on your coffee table like in the word attraction is the word action visualization is great and yes it can manifest amazing things because our minds and um you know our unconscious uh mind are very powerful aspects of our you know our meat suits of our souls but you know to a certain point you have to take action you have to realize your downfalls you have to take responsibility for them be accountable for them say yes this happened apologize to those who need to be apologized for and once you apologize it's done on your end okay they might have to get through some things they might have to have some conversations you might have to Go to the conversation multiple times if something happened that was very tragic. But you have to be willing to have that conversation and work through those things on both ends. Right? Because you can say, I'm sorry. You can genuinely mean it. But if the other person doesn't feel that, like, you're going to have to work through those things. And you might have to say you're sorry to yourself. You might have to say you're sorry to yourself for one thing a lot of times or multiple things one time. Either way.
2: Understand your perspective and explain that because – as I was saying before, like everyone only understands their own paradigm. So you really do have to explain what your paradigm is. And that might explain to the other person why you did the things that you did or why they did the things that they did.
1: Exactly. And, you know, on top of that, like just take action. You know, like you were talking about those one or two little baby steps and. You know Andy Frisella. Like if you guys don't haven't listened to the MFCEO podcast or or Jordan
2: Peterson, he tells you to clean your room, which just means organize your mind.
1: You know, and those those little things to get you to a good starting point. Like I was talking about the jock mindset. Like you only drink that you know egg, you know smoothie, and you start there. But like whatever that egg smoothie is for you, you know, like. Whatever that is, if that's reading a book or if that's journaling, like Arnold didn't think about like putting that thing down. He wasn't going to enjoy it. He just knows that that's what's going to help him build the most muscle. Yeah, he's going to build the most muscle off that protein shake. It doesn't taste good going down. Yuck. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look pretty, <laughs> no. but he knows that it's going to pay off, and that's that delayed gratification. But most of us have it. We've been programmed for instant gratification. Understand where you're at. Say it's okay to be who I am up until this point because now I have the awareness. You have the awareness that everything's been against you. The, I mean, Netflix is a great tool too, to where like there's these amazing documentaries that, I, what is the uh, social dilemma? Okay, social media is out to get you, the internet is out to get you, your phone is out to get you. If you're listening to this podcast and you're getting notifications, ding! Right. If you're getting all that as you're listening to this, you should probably stop. You're getting crazy dopamine effects, serotonin effects. You're going ups and downs all day. Use the things that we have, the technology that we have as a tool, not a toy, not something that's there to entertain you, something that you're utilizing to make you evolve, get to the next level. Because like if you had any of those notifications come through, you're at a detriment because you're distracted. Mm-hmm. That's your mind. That's what Jordan Peterson taught. He's like, clean up your room, right? Clean up your house, whatever that is. Like, what he's talking about, like Kirsten said, is like cleaning your mind. Mm-hmm. But if your mind is always listening for the next dopamine hit, right? The little Twitter feed or the you instant
0: know, gratification. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You got a couple likes here or there. Like, really? You think Instagram or Facebook is like the end-all be-all it's a great tool to get your message out but like how like you know Kiara said like how are you doing that in person are you you doing your videos
0: are you doing your classes are you doing your sports what are you doing Like, what is the message that
2: you're trying to put out there because like a lot of the time that I see and like I I don't want to pass judgment and like I think that's Kiara's whole thing is like I don't pass judgment on to anyone but like at the same time if you're looking for um pleasure or satisfaction or gratification from social media and that's just from like posting a cute selfie or posting like a cute TikTok of you doing a little dance or or whatever it is yeah yeah and it's just like what are you what are your values because like that's that's what I can come down to is like what are your values Because you really want to think about that's what you're gonna pass along to the next generation and like.
0: How are you gonna leave your legacy?
2: Right, right. How are you gonna leave your legacy? Like, what are you standing for when you post these things? And like, not to say it doesn't make you feel good, because of course it does. That's why you do it. But in the long run, is it gonna make you feel good? Does it? Is it gonna make you feel? satisfied in your life when you wake up in 40-50 years like are you are you happy with what you've brought to this world
0: are you happy I
1: am yeah I do too
0: same I am too yeah it's only been recently though and that's like why I want to say like this shit takes work and it's not that instant gratification honestly I hate hate. If I could hate anything, that's something I definitely hate because I feel like it doesn't show who you are. Like if I were to look at you for five seconds, right? If we're just looking at each other for five seconds, I'm going to look at your clothes. I'm going to look at your skin. I'm going to look at your face. I'm going to look at your hair. What am I going to think about that? What are my values in those five seconds? If it's me and it's like my perspective, I don't look at people's skin tone. I don't look at their sexuality. I don't think about that shit. What am I looking at you when I look at you for five seconds? What does your smile tell you? Me. Like, what do your eyes tell me? Um, Your body. Like, what is your body telling me? That's what I look at. But when I've asked the same question to some other friends, they'll be like, oh, I look at, like, what their gender is or their clothes and, like, what class they're in or, you know, like are they school or are they old or young or whatever? And I'm thinking, like, okay, what did you get from that?
1: Um, I just kind of have a question about what you had said there. So you've, like, said class a couple times. So could you just, like, enlighten me a little bit about what class means to, like, you and your listeners?
0: Yeah, so I don't know about the listeners, but, like, for me, when I've had that come up with friends who've talked about that, they always look at, like, are you someone who is in sports? Are you someone who's in, uh, like, money-wise, like, do you have finances to back you? Um, are you showing that off? You know, a lot of people nowadays, they're working for that millionaire ethic, so sometimes my friends will be like oh um, they look like they uh, shop and buy nice things to, to make their them look better or something like, like that. It's a
1: status symbol almost. Yeah. W- okay. Yeah. That's, I was just wondering what you had meant by class but like yeah the, the what, what's on the Instagram kind of thing.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And I mean if you're, if you're judging someone based off of that like let's go a little bit deeper like, le- like what are we here for? You know, like what is your why here right and like that's what i mean that's what you know my legacy is right but like why why are we here you know like we're playing this game called capitalism if you know your listeners are the united states and like but that's what the world revolves around like china is about capitalism making money like we're playing this money game okay so like that's that's what influence is okay in the sense of like the correlation okay like I don't like I don't disagree like you can have influence like we have Gandhi's right we have like Rosa Parks we have things that these people weren't wealthy individuals and we can still learn a lot but right now that is the game but we also have to be aware of like what these people are because there's a lot of like money gurus and I put that in quotations online right now telling you like this is how or m- multi-level marketing schemes things like that right like these things that are going to put you like They're gonna quick cash like no like you said exactly what you just said I think what five minutes ago where this has been a process to where you're now feeling content in life like things are going good things are rolling the balls the momentum ball is moving that that snowball at the top of the hill at the cartoon right is rolling down the hill getting bigger and bigger and bigger right Mm -hmm. that takes time and it's okay to be early in the process like I don't care what age you are at like you have time to do something big and right now is the time to do it we have technology laptops you can get for 300 bucks you can get online for less than 50 bucks like you can do things you can produce things so go look at the top content producers what in whatever field
0: pewdiepie what
1: yeah and go look at his first like first things yeah they were dog shit yeah they looked like they were shot on a potato <laughs> you see how many you see how many views they that he had then, yeah. and you see how many views he has now, and he's making millions of dollars at uh, PewDiePie, right? Right. There's a lot of other guys that have done that as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Or females, excuse me, but like.
0: Just people in general. People in
1: general, mm. yeah. But it takes time, and whatever you're trying to do, like there's the 10,000 hour rule, right? Right. Like excellence takes time, and the only thing that this world has rewarded is excellence. Right whatever your political views are okay like and this is going to be really far out there but there are leaders that have been there that you lo- who is the uh, Mussolini that guy was an excellent leader because he had the entire Italy behind him entire Italy of behind him JFK in the point in time in history wasn't seen as a great leader But after he was killed and we looked a decade later, he was one of the greatest presidents of all time. Excellence takes time. But I don't think a lot of people are striving for excellence.
0: And that's kind of what I wanted to bring in about, like, I have two younger sisters, so I'm going to be 26 this year. My sister, her birthday is tomorrow, so she's going to be 23. Oh, my gosh.
1: Happy early birthday.
0: Happy early birthday. I love you. And my youngest sister is 14 this year, and I asked my youngest sister, I was like, so what are you looking for when you're looking on social media platforms? She's looking for people who are dressed nice, that have top views, that are influencers, right? But they're all doing, like, what, Car- Car- Charlie, is that what her name is? Charlie D'Amelio or whatever on TikTok. And those, yeah, like doing the, the dances, dances, and that's what and they're doing.
2: The, like, cutesy stuff, like, it's like
0: superficial like look at me look at how
2: hot or cute I look
0: whatever it is not saying that you're a bad person Charlie I'm just saying like no like there's the need for that
2: like you understand if you're making that kind of content you understand what kind of views you're getting right you understand where your um, audience is but I feel like like that feeds I'm not saying that that's well
1: I'm not going to say that's not yeah yeah that has been what has gotten the most views and i mean men. like look i'm you know i'm engaged and you know we all have eyes here but at the same time like are you looking for just to look or like do you want something much deeper than that you know and like something that's going to last and that's what i think we really have to as men we have to like talk about here like And we, I don't know, you know, if your audience, you guys have talked about, like, masculinity and things like that, but...
0: Oh, we will.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, like, that could be something we can get into, like, another time. But, like, what we call masculinity and, like, there's toxic masculinity now. And, like, look, I grew up in an abusive, alcoholic household. My dad beat the shit out of me. And, like, we can go into that at another time. But, like, I somewhat, I think I have a grasp of what toxic masculinity is. And, you know, we have some... We know some people that I think go into a little bit of that re- arena, right, Kiara? And that being the case, like, there's a time for vulnerability. There's a time for, for you to step up as a man. And, like, there's a time for, like, you to also understand, like, hey, as a man, like, for millennia, you have been the tribe leader. You have been the leader in the household. Like, and that being the case, <coughs> as men, like, we have to put our foot down at one point and be like, hey, like, we, we yeah. need to go in this direction and have that i mean kirsten's an aquarius i'm a leo like those are like you told me those are two separate signs right yeah
0: they're opposites on the zodiac scale
1: right so like it might have been like because i was such like a hard-headed leo in the beginning i had to go find something complete opposite to try and like get me back to like normal and like get me back to even right and like that might have been why i was seeking that and why it clicked so we like so perfectly in the time that it was but There's a reason for male-female relationships. There's also, like, male-male relationships, female-female relationships. There's room for it all, but, like, we have to understand, like, where we've been at for millennia and what's been accepted for a very short amount of time.
0: And that's why I wanted to cap into that influence with those younger generations. I'm not saying it's bad. I watch PewDiePie and he does silly stuff and he does like the funny, like scared videos or he talks about LaWai and all that stuff. And I think that's cute. I like it. It's entertaining. But at the end of the day, it's something that I do on my off time. It's not something that I want to implement and control my life. A lot of these kids they want to do the dances they want to they want to become the next influencers and they want to do cute little stupid stuff that what is that doing for you and it's not saying that it's wrong or bad i'm just saying like how are you applying that to your accountability and what can you do to show up better for yourself
1: and i think we're just having a conversation here like we're just questioning it because like and this is what i mean by like we were talking about mussolini and him being a leader and like an excellent leader like we've only had technology for what 30 years and at the scale that it's at now and how easy it, it is to get it, I think, like, we're just questioning what's happening with it, right? And especially with the young generations, we're just having a conversation over it and, like, trying to exchange ideas on, like, a on a platform. So, like, I hope that, the, like, there's no judgment taken by the audience. But, like, for me as, like, an athlete and as an entrepreneur, a CEO, founder, right, like, there's certain things that my mind is – geared towards. And it's not about producing content. It's not about what's the next trend, right? Like I have to see that as a marketing ploy, marketing tactic, and that's about it. Like I'm not going to engage in that. I'm not going to watch those things, right? And it's concerning because like a lot of people want these Kim Kardashian lives. They want these influencer lives, but they're not taking the actions to do so. You can watch them.
2: Understanding what that really means because a lot of the time that these influencers are showing their mansion or their car, and, like, this isn't everybody, and I'm not going to pass judgment, but, like, at the same time, it's, look what I did over the weekend or look what I leased, look what I rented, look what I did this and that. And that kind of presence on social media is, like, It's geared to sell you on the idea that this is an easy realm. It takes work. Right, right. Where it's like, oh, I made a quick hundred or I made a quick million dollars on Forex trading or I made a quick million dollars on whatever. Right, right. Buy my course. That's a joke that Alec and I have. Like, because we, like, we used to follow a lot of, like, Grant Cardone figures or, um, Yeah, Dan Lok, people that would just, like, sell you on the idea that it's easy to make a quick dollar. When, like, in the reality, if you have a purpose and something that you want to stand for, the following and the background that you're going to get behind it is worth way more than any dollar amount ever would, and it's worth way more than any course that you could ever buy. And, like, that's what I guess we're trying to put out there is, like, Okay, well, if you want to be that influencer, what are you influencing? And how are Beca- you going to put the work in to yeah, get Yeah, how are you going to show the work? Because you have to, if you're going to influence somebody and show them how to do something, you have to give them a guidance and a sense of, this is what I did and this is how I do it. Yeah. So if it's like a fake persona that you're putting out there for fake likes, like what, what, what's the legacy that you're leading essentially what's the influence that you want to push onto the world
1: and to that point like i'll just say this to the future listeners from 10 years down the road like this is a legacy podcast <laughs> like what has been said on this is like you have 24 year old kirsten yandel 21 year old alexander Orrin, and kiara how old are you currently 26 26 like this is early stuff so like if you're getting this now like the people that are talking on this podcast and this isn't conceded like i'm just convinced that the work that i've done the work that kirsten's done the work that kiara has done and continues to do is like gonna pay off but like this is a legacy podcast like the reason that i've opened up on this podcast and like kirsten has opened up on this podcast is because like this is where we plan to go and like this is the pivot that we're making like this is the rest of our lives here and it seems like now is the time for us to take a stand like there's a lot of lost souls and i think that's where a lot of individuals are just choosing a side and then they're becoming very staunch on that side and like i grew up in a christian household i wanted to be a preacher for a long time and the same way kirsten I believe every single religion, every single spirituality, everything, every single philosophy has a place in this world. Thoughts are like it's a stream, right? And that stream is coming it's flowing through you and whatever antenna that you put it towards, and those are you know your major influences, your inner self-talk that we were talking about a little bit before, but like oh there's been a lot of lost souls and it's it's not your fault. It's been your programming. It's been what you're... And
2: that's where we started anyway. And, like, it's just because we fell onto to something that we connected with and something that we held on to in our brain that we've got to this point. And that's why we sit here and tell you all the things that we tell you now is because we were that lost soul. Been there, done that. Yeah, like I've sat there and I like contemplated my own life and I've been depressed, I've been suicidal, I have anxiety to this day. And I it's something that you have to work through. And like that's why my biggest thing is you're not alone. Like literally you're not alone. This is not something that you have to go through by yourself. And that's why we say like if you're on social media, if you're on this and you're on that, Half the stuff that you're seeing isn't real life. And that's why it's just good to get perspective of where you're at and where you are in life. Because consciously you have to understand, like, oh, well, I have to start somewhere. Where's my starting point? Because everyone's starting point is their lowest point in their life. You don't ever want to change until you get to that lowest point in your
1: life. There's a baseball term where, you know, if someone's going on a slump, right? and like i said like you can fail 7 times and still be a hall of famer but like if you're slumping like you can't get any lower than that there's there's no much lo- there's not that much lower like there was a point in time where there was a gun in my mouth with a l- round loaded to it i pulled the trigger for some fucking reason this the primer didn't didn't fire remember that like it was yesterday and like i'm here for some reason but like it couldn't get any lower than that and then like the fucking adrenaline that i got after that click happened it was like one of the biggest kick in the asses i've ever had and my dad beat the fuck out of me for a long ass time and that was one of the biggest kick in the asses i've ever had was that but you can't get any lower you know what i'm saying like i'm not advocating for like you trying to take your life, but if that's something you're contemplating, like, knock it, it the fuck off. It
2: goes back to your lowest point is only the lowest point that you understand. And if you can take from somebody else's lowest point, and if your lowest point isn't that extreme, that's amazing. Like, please don't ever get there. Like, please. start yes. now. Like, start now. I'm telling you. Like, don't let your lowest point get to be somebody else's lowest point
1: turn decades into days like that's a Tony Robbins thing right like if you can turn someone else's lessons into your own lessons like that's going to be most beneficial to you because you're going to be able to move that much quicker in life so if something that we said today like you can get out of and like it correlates or relates to your life like use that and like use this podcast as like your kick in the ass because like I think like there's been a few times where there was some little golden nuggets in there and on everyone's aspect there's a lot
0: of golden nuggets in this
1: (laughs) so like there's got to be something in there for you that you can take out of this and like start taking action because that's all it is
2: whatever it is that resonates it doesn't matter i don't care just resonate with something because
1: like if you know i'm I, i think like a good starting point for spirituality is like the law of attraction and manifestation and
0: intention awareness
1: yeah.
2: understanding that life happens for you not to you
0: shadow work self love right inner child, inner child yeah big one yeah
1: love. and all like that work like starts with you and you have to take action on that it's not going to happen with you know someone else like
2: and know. it's a lonely job like it's lonely But the relationships that you gain after the work is done or while you're gaining the work and the people that are also trying to get that work done is going to be way more beneficial than any superficial relationship that you could hold on to for 20 years and talk about superficial stuff ever could.
0: I mean, we're sitting here like three years later and Alec and I are having this conversation. I get to meet his fiance and see where he's at now, but like... Imagine if I hadn't gotten that opportunity with you running into Starbucks and having that conversation with me and being like, I need help and I need somebody. You know, imagine if I had turned you away or if I had not seen you or been there and like recognized, like, oh, I see myself in this person. I've been through hell. I'm going through hell. Like, I want to be there. I want to be with that person. It's it doesn't have to be simplistic. It doesn't have to be hard. But as long as you put in that effort and you make these these conscious choices to actually put in the work we're talking about to apply I think that that will make those relationships that she's talking about and really initiate you into who you're meant to be because like you know what is your why like that's everything that you are so leave that legacy and tune in next time (laughs) every time you find the things that actually resonate with you listen to those words and and check in you know put your phone down stop looking at the next big thing and like look at what what you want to offer and who you are to be your next big thing so um we're probably going to drift into a different subject and take a break for now and relax a little bit Uh, i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and a big thank you to you guys for being very transparent and very like forward with your words and just being present here to talk about this stuff so thank you guys so much
1: it was a super honor. Um, if you guys want to get like the rest of that program, um, I've created it as like a little PDF. Um, so if you want that, just DM me. It's, uh, on Instagram. It's the real Alexander Oren spelled A L E C X A N D E R double O R I N. Um, and then Kirsten
2: Thank you so much for having us on, Kiara. I really appreciate it. Um, My Instagram, if you want to follow me, is going to be at the only underscore K-Shay, K-S-H-E-A. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on today. I really appreciate it. This has been an amazing conversation, and we will definitely have to continue.
0: Um, I'll leave their uh, links and everything in the podcast so you guys can check out their stuff. Um, Definitely look into what Alex has been working on and uh, what Kirsten will continue to create in her own power. And We'll have these conversations in the future. If you guys want more stuff, just let me know. Message me through my social and we'll get these talks going. And if you felt, you know, you resonated with what we were talking about and you want to talk, just hit us up. Maybe we'll have, you know, (laughs) wine and cheese and chill out and have a really good talk so thank you guys for tuning in and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day thank you